0: Welcome to Canada's Real Estate Podcast. Your compass to all things real estate. And now, here's your hosts, Carla Brown and Adrian Schultz, Canada's real estate experts. Oh baby, it's cold outside, isn't that a song?
1: Yeah, I think we did another episode where we started oh. with that actually. Oh really? Somewhere. I did but I yeah.
0: did I sing it? I don't remember. No.
1: Um, I think you started it off, it might be in the title. So we'll, okay. we'll have to search that. I just remember that. I mean, we've done a lot of episodes, but I do remember that.
0: So, so it feels like minus 32 Celsius here in Winnipeg today. How is it in the uh, the heart of Canada known as Saskatoon?
1: Yeah, it feels like minus 37. But on Monday, let me go back, we woke up to minus 34, feels like minus 50. Tuesday, we wake up, it's like, Minus 30 feels like minus 30 something by Wednesday is like minus 24 feels like minus 30. So a 20 degrees difference. It kind of felt like spring yesterday morning. Like I'm not kidding. Like minus 30 feels like minus 30 felt good when you walked outside. So bizarre.
0: Does your house breathe? Because yesterday in the evening, I was doing some work and like I could hear sounds in the house. And we have a very solid home, but I think our house was breathing. Or sort of like averted to all the coldness. Does your house do that?
1: Adrian, why do you why do you say these things? You've to eat houses before and now your house is breathing. Your house is a thing.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> like I'm
1: sorry, they're they're very important things. We talk about them. They're our lives, actually, or our houses, but um I, I don't know. I've never heard that that a house breathes. When it starts singing you lullabies, let me know. Because then then I'm going to have another conversation with your wife.
0: <laughs> no, so so the, the warmth in the house and the coldness outside has an effect. And you sometimes hear little creaks. No, maybe you don't. I do. Anyway, my house speaks to me. I hope that yours <laughs> does too. The point you're is... You're so lucky. It's so blistering cold outside. And if you have a rental property or just a, a real estate listing that you're trying to sell that's currently vacant boy, oh boy, are there risks involved with these cold snaps to real estate in general?
1: Yeah, I think I see both sides of it from on the property management side, I see where tenants panic. So they're in an older home. And all of a sudden, they have their heat cranked to 27, but it's only 22. And they don't get that the furnace just can't keep up with what's going on outside. And then I see others where They go to bed and they see the temperature has dropped, but they're going to just wait till the morning and see what happens rather than checking to see if the furnace is going. So we send out a lot of notices and communication and it's still, I mean, people don't read them all and maybe don't know what to do with them. But what we have found is that about 80% of the furnace issues that we have lie with dirty filters. Hmm. So even though we've told our tenants, you know, like to look at your furnace filter, change it out every month or so. Uh, We send notices on that every month. It doesn't always get done. And a lot of times when we just say, like, go down to your furnace, pull out your furnace filter, put a new one in, we can usually rectify the problem. But we definitely want to do that before the house starts hitting towards that zero degrees.
0: I'm not being rude. I'm literally pulling something up on my phone to prove how amazing and preventative these $200 $200 smart thermostats can be. Oh yeah. So, so, so right. Like I have got my house here. I have two furnaces. I have some sensors, uh, because some of the kids' bedrooms that are in corners with windows, you know, they're slightly different temperature. And then the furnace, you know, adjusts accordingly at nighttime so that the kids are warm. And then I shiver downstairs while my house is talking to me. No, but the beauty of, of these smart thermostats is two things. Number one, when we go away, if it drops below a certain threshold, it can notify that, that there's an issue. There's no monthly cost. Plus, it saves us money because it adjusts the temperature. But most importantly, if you own a rental portfolio and make an investment in these smart thermostats, there is a, a management portion that can alert you or the property manager that there's a problem. And there are now water sensors that you can install in the basement. We just put one uh, beside our water heaters so that when we're away and if they start leaking, because that's always my favorite part of property life cycle, when your water heater starts leaking and you have to replace it and it ruins your floor, right? Mm -hmm. But there are ways to prevent the bad things that can happen from these cold snaps.
1: That's uh, interesting that you said that because I actually said this to my husband when we were going through this, the cold snap for a week here, of course, we've had such a, a mild winter up until now. So we haven't had a lot of issues. And as soon as it does hit, you know, minus 30 and and colder, it's a lot of strain on appliances on these furnaces. And things are just, you know, they're just not they're bound to break It happens every year. I'm not surprised by it. But it's been a week of pretty much my office answering the phone. No heat. Okay, yeah, we'll get someone out because that's really, really how it's gone. But I said, I want to implement and I should have done this because we talked about smart homes before. I want to implement being able to offer our investors the smart thermostats, and that we can then monitor from this side. Yes. So there aren't any surprises. As things are dropping, we don't have to worry about this because this is a big, big insurance risk. Like it's not even just the inconvenience of it all because a lot of people, well, if something goes wrong, my insurance will
0: cover it. If and they cover it.
1: Yes, and there's, there's ifs there too, right? Yep, and yep. I think as insurance is going in the direction that it is because insurance works strictly on money in and money out. So when the risk gets really high, Either it's going to cost you a lot more or they're not going to be pushing any money out. They're going to start questioning things a lot more. So um, I'm glad you brought that up. We never even talked about that before we started talking today, which
0: surprise,
1: surprise that happens. I think pretty much every episode that we do, but it's, it's a great thing for landlords to be doing. And it's a great thing for homeowners in general to do.
0: And I want to tell you a secret. Some municipalities in Canada actually have a program, an energy saver program where the majority of the cost of those thermostats for rental properties is covered.
1: Oh, great. Is that the case in uh, in Winnipeg?
0: It is in Manitoba. Okay. Yeah, the organization is called EcoFit or Efficiency Manitoba, and they subcontracted. And EcoFit exists in other provinces depending on which government opted to partner with them. So there are government programs to help with the cost of those. But I would argue that the energy savings you, I think you get the, the investment back within a year on a smart thermostat. So definitely uh, something to look at. But I wanted to talk about insurance coverage. Because yes. if this happens when your unit is empty, or if you're a realtor and you have a listing and that listing is empty, it's critical that insurance is aware that it's an empty listing. And I would advise you too, to talk to your clients and see if your clients are willing to invest in a smart thermostat if it is in fact a winter listing that you uh, that you don't have those risks, because I would argue that not only can the homeowner be liable, but depending on the situation of the listing, the realtor could also become partially liable if they're responsible to take care of the home at that time while it's vacant.
1: Yeah, we definitely offer property checks. And when we talk to our investors when they first come on board, it's something that we talk about right off the bat, that when your property is vacant, we will be in every week. Make sure you check with your insurance provider to make sure that that is going to cover you off in the case of something happening. I would still personally check the property, Adrian, even if I had a smart thermostat, because there's other things that could go on in a vacant property, of course, with theft and damage and things like that. But it sure alleviates the biggest one. Water is the biggest destructor out there. When it comes to homes, um, you know, water and and fire, obviously, but I I don't see as many fires as I do water issues, you know, between water heaters and leaking pipes and broken pipes and cracked toilets, all of that kind of stuff um, comes into play.
0: Yeah. And that's why water deductibles are higher, right, than a general claim deductible.
1: Right. Yes. And that's the other thing. A lot of times people will look at, well, what's the lowest deductible that I can get? If, if you have an investment property, you want the smallest deductible possible. Find out how you get the smallest deductible possible. Because remember, you're going to have other people living in this house. They may not live exactly like you. They're not, I'm not saying they're trying to damage property or do anything, but things happen. Things yeah. happen. That's why we have insurance. So.
0: Now that's Real Estate in Canada. Thanks for listening to Canada's Real Estate Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and give us a rating. The content shared is for informational purposes and reflects the opinions of the hosts. Connect with us online at Canada's canadasrealestatepodcast.ca. Today's episode is brought to you by Century 21 Canada, the gold standard in real estate. Explore listings, find an agent, and get advice at www.c21.ca.